Hello, everyone. You're listening to Talk of the Town podcast, presented by the Gallia County Chamber of Commerce, the gateway to Gallia. Join us for routine episodes featuring interviews of chamber members and what all the talk is about in Gallia County. Let's get to the show. Good afternoon, everyone. We're back at the Gallia County Talk of the Town podcast. Today, we're talking with Rhett Rutger. And Rhett, uh, Rhett and her husband, Chris, have uh, the colony. And Rhett is a board member here at the Chamber of Commerce. And, uh, and Rhett, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Bob. Thank you for having me. Talk a little bit about your past, uh, coming to Gallup Police, getting involved uh, with things here. Talk a little bit about uh, your past. Uh, well, I grew up in Gal Police. I uh, grew up on a dairy farm, so I've lived here all my life. And um, just wanted to bring uh, something back to the downtown and bring an old historical building back to the community. And I know your your mother and father, they've been involved in in, uh, in business in Gay County. You've, you've been around your business. You grew up as a business uh, child, so... Yes. Business was nothing new to you. Small business was nothing new to you. Right. Like I said, we grew up, I grew up on a dairy farm, and uh, then my parents also owned three John Deere dealerships. So I've been part of small business um, pretty much my whole life. So uh, talk to me a little bit about, we are so excited to have you as a member of the uh, Chamber of Commerce board. Why did you want to become a member of the board of directors for the chamber? Well, um, I wanted to get involved with the community even more and try to help and bring some things back. Um, we did a lot of things pre-COVID that, uh, you know, I'd like to see brought back, um, like the Chili Fest and things like that. So just wanted to get more involved in the community and help and volunteer and bring things downtown. Well, you're an excellent board member and you have a lot of ideas and you have a lot of ideas moving forward. Um, is, is we've talked and we've talked in several board meetings about ideas moving forward and you have some good ideas that will eventually uh, come to fruition as far as board members are concerned. But we're always um, excited to get younger people on the board and to get people who have never served on the board because that's the way you generate new ideas. And in order for us to grow as a chamber, we need people like you to come on and give us new ideas and to reinvent, not reinventing the wheel. Um, you know, take, for example, the Chili Fest. You really don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need to get it done. Right. And so you, uh, that's, that's a good thing, and that's the reason we have uh, board members like you who uh, come on and, and make a difference. So uh, thank you for your involvement, and thank you for your being willing to participate in, in a board uh, like the Chamber. Um, now, tell us a little bit about the adventure that you and your husband, Chris, have uh, embarked upon there at the colony. Okay. Well, um, Chris would be with us here today, but he's not feeling well, unfortunately. So I'm on my own. <laughs> and uh, But we, um, we actually rented the space at the colony for my mom and dad's 50th wedding anniversary last April. And um, just kind of started talking and how how great the building is and um, has a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people in this town and we uh, were looking for something new to get into and um, 
we decided to jump in and take on probably one of the hardest businesses out there, I believe, is a restaurant. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and um, it is a very hard business, but we wanted to try to tackle the task. So let's talk a little bit about the difficulties of running your own business. Um, I ran my own business for many years, and probably you would agree with me, maybe staffing is probably the number one yes. difficulty in, in owning, especially a small business, is staffing and, and turnover rates. How do you compensate for that, and, and how, do you, uh, how do you work through those difficulties of staffing? Well, we do have a lot of support from our families, which is wonderful. Um, my niece works for us at the business. She's a great employee. Um, I feel like family, you know, they, they care just like you do. So that's important to find people that care about your business. So that helps us. Um, my mom jumps in and helps when she can. And she works full time, but she jumps in and helps at the bar and things like that. So that's always great. We do have a great staff right now. Um, they work really hard. It is a hard business, like I said. Um, it's a lot of long hours, um, a lot of pressure when we get busy. And, uh, you know, Chris and I knew jumping into this that we would have to be there a lot. Um, and, you know, when you do own your own business, you do have to be there and you have to know how things are working. And even when you're not there, you're working. Um, you know, paperwork, payroll, uh, checking the menu, making tweaks to it. Uh, there's all kinds of things that happen behind the scenes that, you know, people may not think about or see. So I just feel like when you have your own business, it's a full-time, you know, job, and there's always something to do. You know, and, and you, when you make a commitment, you make that commitment um, financially as well. So yes. when you make an investment in the community, it's a financial investment as well as time and and sweat and blood and tears and, and you cry over your business and you pour back into your business your own um, money because that's the way you, um, that's just what you do if you own your own business and, and that makes it difficult. Tell me a little bit about um, I know you've had you've had some success early. Um, tell me, I, I just love your ranch dressing, <laughs> and and I even had somebody ask me Saturday night when I was there. Somebody said, "Man, I'd love to get the recipe for this ranch dressing." So, a little bit about the colony, some of the highlights that you do. Um, I know there you always kind of feature your Alfredo, and you've got some things that you feature. But tell me a little bit about some of the things you feature there at the colony. Uh, well, you know, Chris and I making the menu, um, as he says, you know, it, it's a little selfish because we it's all things that we love. Um, our Alfredo is made from scratch daily. Um, you know, those little things like that do take a little longer, but it's to me, it's worth it. Um, you don't find that at a lot of restaurants. Everything's prepackaged. And so we tried to find some things that we could make their in-house that make us a little different and stand out from the rest. Um, we bread our coconut shrimp in-house. Like you said, we make our ranch dressing, and everyone raves about it. I don't think I'll be giving out my recipe to anybody, though. <laughs> oh, man, I was hoping to get it out here on the podcast. You know, so a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But, you know, seriously, I heard so many positive comments uh, even Saturday night about the freshness of your food and and the ability that you have to, to keep it fresh and 
I know you you were really you even yourself was work, were working in the kitchen. By the way, I found my keys. Um, <laughs> you were working on in the kitchen um, Saturday night, and so let's talk a little bit about the holiday season and and the reason that we all shop um, locally. We try to support one another. Okay, yes. and so it's it's very key at this time of the year that when you're looking for. Um, gifts like you have gift cards that are available yes sir so if there's a reason somebody wants a little bit of extra there's a reason for you to come to the colony and say hey we can keep the money um, in Gallipolis and Gallia County sure. so they they tell us that the money turns over seven times in a situation so myself I came in I gave you money you went to the bank you put that money in the bank the bank turns around and supports the community in their endeavor so that money all stays locally, and that's the benefit right. of doing a small, having a small business. But if you could encourage people, what would you say would be a reason to shop locally? Um, well, like you said, it keeps the money here in Gallia County, and it keeps us. Um, it helps us to do other things for the community. Um, another thing is, I, we, Chris, and I love to network with other businesses, and I think that's important too to bring up. Um, you know, we need to support each other. Even the other restaurants, um, the other businesses downtown, we love to um, give people ideas of other things to do while they're here eating in our restaurant. Why don't you go to Boardroom 46 and paint a sign or, you know, visit Poppy's and get a coffee, things like that. We always bring up other businesses to help keep that money here in Gallia County, like you said. Um, it's also important because it keeps jobs for um, people here in Gallia County. You know, we, we want to keep people here working and give them a good job so that they're not having to drive and go other places to work. And, you know, it all supports the local town. And, and my wife and I, after we ate um, Saturday night, we were just kind of walking around the park and we were admiring the, the decorations and the Gallipolis and lights. And we were talking about um, how the the town was just really bustling Saturday night. Of course, we had an event at the REL, and we had a symphony going on, and we had a lot of things uh, going on all over the community, but there were some carolers in the park, and it was just a wonderful time to, to get out and to see that um, our town is alive and we're growing and we're hustling and bustling, and, and that's a good thing because, um, you know, a lot of small towns are, are really dying on the vine, and so... We're doing everything we can to, to keep people, um, to keep it alive and to keep it attractive and to keep people coming here. Right. Now, tell us just a few brief testimonies that you've heard in your business from like a customer who has been out of town, who comes to our town. Tell us a few little things that they've said about our community. Okay. Um, we actually have had several people from out of town come in um, that are here staying in the Airbnbs. Um, which is another great networking for us. Um, they have recommended us as a restaurant to people staying in their Airbnbs, so I want to thank um, Elizabeth for that. And also Laura Snow, she recommends us a lot when she does have shows at the Aerial. She always recommends us. It's just two doors down so people can walk to our restaurant and then walk right to the Aerial to watch the or hear the concerts. Um but, yeah, we have people come in, and, and they, again, bring up the freshness of our food. We have great salads. Um, we keep our lettuce in a lettuce crisper. It's nice and fresh, cut 
fresh every day. Um, we have people that love our craft cocktails. Um, they say that, you know, there's not a lot of places they can go, especially here in Gallipolis, to get those. We make our own simple syrups at the bar, so that sets us apart, too. Um, so we try to come up with new drinks, and we have some specialties for Christmas. And um, also something people bring up is the friendliness of our staff. You know, Chris and I try at one point to go around and greet each table and talk to the customers, make sure they're having a good experience. We've had people tell us how friendly our servers are. So that's a great asset for us. And, you know, I what I sometimes I do, and, the, and this is kind of uh, goes back to my old days at the uh, visitor center, but I'll walk around in the evenings and I'll take a look at license plates where if they're in Ohio, I take a look at county license plates. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a person here last week. They they actually um, they actually came into Colony um, and they were here to mirror the Gallup Police and Lights in their community. They have a small light display, and it's growing. And they came down, and I actually just by chance happened to meet up with them. I was walking around the park kind of taking a look at some of the license plates, and uh, I was looking at, at happened to be standing beside their vehicle, and they told me that uh, they were just doing some, some um, legwork for adding a, a light display such as Gallup Police and Lights. And they'd been to the colony, and... Um, they'd, they'd actually been to boardroom and um, they'd been to a, a, another one of our jewelers downtown, Tawny's, um, and they were talking about the friendliness of their staff as well. And they'd actually run into Laura and she was telling them about the upcoming Tuba Fest at, at the theater. And they'd actually grab some coffee from the chamber and they didn't know they Haley had actually taken care of them. They didn't know that I was the director of the chamber. And so they were very complimentary of our of our town. And they were talking about just the little um ideas that they could come up with for uh a, something new in their community and you know we here in Gallup Police in Gallia County we actually sent people to another community in North Carolina to come up with the Gallup Police in Lights idea so that's the way things kind of work and um we hope and what we want to encourage people to buy local and to stay local and yes. to eat local and to shop local and to spend their money locally because it benefits all of us. I mean, your money comes back to the chamber and that money supports me and jobs like us and, and Haley. So if we can just encourage people to, um, and I know it's not the easiest thing to do all the time, but it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, that's what if we could just encourage people uh, this Christmas season and and Rhett, you're doing a great job up there and and I love you and Chris and and um, you you guys are just doing a phenomenal job and you take you. you took an, an opportunity and and I um, the name the colony of course it has significant meaning um, in our history of our community um, and so you took that and you you left that and um, it, it kind of means something when you see the the sign the colony I, I can't tell you how many people looking for directions I've said, just keep coming till you see the co- the colony, and then you'll <laughs> know you're getting close to the park. Right. So uh, you have that that kind of niche that ties in both the community and yourself and your business and your organization. So best of luck um, as you. the season progresses, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and Chris. And um, it's been great having you here on the show. And remember. Shop locally, 
buy locally, and shop hometown, Gallup Police, Gallia County. That's what it's all about. So thank you, Rhett, for joining us. Rhett Rutker uh, has been our guest here on the uh, on the Talk of the Town uh, for the Chamber of Commerce. And Merry Christmas, Rhett, to you and your family. Thank you. You too, Bob. Have a great day, and we'll be back in just a little bit with some more here on the Chamber of Commerce's Talk of the Town. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Gallia County Chamber of Commerce's Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Hood. I'm the host for this uh, this afternoon. And now we are very privileged to have with us Debbie Saunders. Debbie is the director of the Bossard Memorial Library here in Gallipolis, an organization that we're very fortunate to have in our community. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. Debbie, tell us a little bit about your past, where you came from, and how you got to your position. Sure. Well, Bob, thanks for having me on the program today. It's always exciting to share about the library and about the community and the partnerships that we uh, have with other entities here in Gallup Police in Gay County. So uh, I attended school, elementary school, on up through high school uh, here in Gay County. I graduated from Cuyahoga Creek High School, which of course was one of the four county schools before consolidation. And uh, then I continued my education at the University of Rio Grande. I graduated from there with a bachelor's degree in accounting. I had a minor in computer information systems from there. And to back up just a little bit, I started working at the library when I was in high school. And so I was very fortunate and had the opportunity, was blessed to be able to, after graduating from the University of Rio Grande, close to that graduation time, uh, I was able to apply for a position within the library in the accounting administration department. So I was able to use education to stay at an organization that had been already very good to me and I love the whole service element of what public libraries do for communities and so I was able to apply my education and stay at Bossard Library. So I started there actually as a bookshelver, uh, effectively page and is the title, but bookshelver, helping people locate items and then I worked at the circulation desk, checking in, checking out, helping patrons, things such as that and then again this opportunity presented itself. I'm very thankful. Uh, to use that accounting degree for administration and then from there after being in that role for several years and kind of moving up through that um, and eventually becoming the treasurer um, the library director at that time gave me the opportunity the library board gave me the opportunity as well to pursue my master's in library science from Kent State University so I was able to do that and complete that and then years later the position of the library director became uh, vacant and I applied for that position. I'm very fortunate that the board selected me for that. And yeah, from there, it's just grown into lots of opportunities. And I'm just really appreci appreciative of all of that that I've uh, had come my way in life and just believe in hard work ethic and doing what we can for the community. And you even uh, got an award at the state level too as well, correct? Yes, Bob, thanks for mentioning that. Yes, so several years ago, I believe it was in 2017, the Ohio Library Council named me Librarian of the Year for the state. So it was really a humbling honor. Um, you're nominated by your peers and selected by that committee. And so, yeah, I was really fortunate to be bestowed that honor. And you're married and you have a son, Wesley, an athlete at Gay Academy. And, yeah. and a, a really has had a good uh, career there. And yeah. and and so uh, we always like to see Wes play. He's, oh, he's a good player and we, we just like that we'll, we'll like watching him play. He gives it his all, that's for sure. He, he really does. <laughs> and, and Debbie, you recently joined the board here at the Chamber of Commerce. Yes, and that's been a really interesting 
a seat so far that I've been able to fill on the board. I was really, again, humbled by getting to ask for that opportunity as well. And I'm learning a lot. You know, I know the library has worked with the chamber for many years. I have a great partnership there, but to actually get to sit on the board and learn some of those inner workings, that's been interesting as well. And I appreciate all that uh, you and your staff do uh, for the community, Bob, um, for you being in the role you're in. And you, ha you serve other roles too. Um, I know I work with you in, in uh, the Ohio, in, in the history, living history, yeah. which has been a spinoff of Ohio Chautauqua. And then you're also a member of the Rotary Club and, yeah. and you do so many things for our community. Mm -hmm. And it seems like wherever, wherever there's somebody needed, Debbie Saunders is there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Now tell us a little bit about some of the past. You've been, we've been very fortunate to have exhibits at the library, um, exhibits that I personally have I've really been a fan of the bodies revealed and and so forth and so on and then well so tell us a little bit about the past um, exhibits that you've had there at the library. Okay, well back in uh, around 2016, uh, that was our first major traveling exhibit that we brought to Gallia County, and my board president, many listeners will know my board president Robbie Jenkins, who's very passionate about library services in Gallia County. He was also awarded uh, Trustee of the Year last year through the High Library Council, so. Uh, very passionate about library services and it was his idea really to bring the bodies revealed exhibit to Gallia County and so we started kind of chipping away and looking at what it would take to bring something of that magnitude here and again just believing in hard work and that have that can-do attitude uh, we started working on that and in 2016 in the fall we became the first library in the world to host the world-renowned bodies revealed exhibition we attracted nearly 20,000 visitors during the exhibits three-month run here in Gallup Police uh, we had school children, uh, Bob, from as far away as three hours who visited the exhibit. Some of them raising their own money for the bus for the field trip. They did fundraisers in their community. So I thought that was a testament to the power of that exhibit. It was a human anatomy exhibit. Um, another feel good story I have about that, Bob, is that I did have a grandfather here just in 2023. So, you know, some, you know, seven years after that exhibit, six to seven years since that exhibit was here, he shared with me that his uh, young grandson at the time, back in 2016, had visited that exhibit several times and was so inspired and enthralled by it that he went on to pursue a career in medicine and was getting ready to graduate here in 2023 with his pharmacy degree. So we know that it plants seeds uh, for our young people and people in our community to better themselves and be passionate about something. And he found his passion from that, from that exhibit. So we're really proud of that and glad he had that opportunity. And, and I think that's the key word, uh, Bob, when we talk about libraries, uh, they provide so much opportunity. And, and for that young man, that was a life-changing opportunity. And then we built upon the success of Bodies Revealed by, in 2019, having the Space Exhibit. Uh, the name of that exhibit, again, was Space, A Journey to Our Future. Now, that particular exhibit was seen at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. Wow. That was in collaboration with NASA. So again, to bring something of that caliber right here to Gallup Police, right here to Gallia County, you know, Bob, we know that a lot of our area students, um, some of our area families might not have um, the wherewithal to go to Washington, D.C. to see an exhibit of this caliber, and, or, or maybe they're just not interested in traveling that far. Maybe there's a lot of reasons, and we love bringing those kind of exhibits right here close to home in our own hometown. So um, that was great. We also had an astronaut during that time, Dr. Garrett Reisman who spoke to all the middle school students in the county. And we also had a community event that night, so uh, those in our community in Tri-State area uh, could hear him speak about his um, various missions in space. 
And uh, so we had uh, over 10,000 people exhibit uh, come to that particular um, space exhibit. Then the third one we had um, was our um, Savage Ancient Seas exhibit. So anyone that had a chance to see that knows that was a little different. That's the only traveling ex exhibition that features the marine fossil world of the late Cretaceous period. So a little different there. We went from you know human anatomy, space, and then we focused on this marine fossil world. And so um, I, th I think the thing I also want to point out on that too, Bob, is we pull people in not only from Gallup Police and Gaggy County, but also from the tri-state area. So if we total up our attendance from all three of those exhibits, you know, it's like 40,000 people. Well, Bob, you know yourself, having worked in tourism, and that was director of the chamber, that, that really helps not only educate people, but also when you think about from a business economic standpoint, that stimulates the economy um, of Gallia County and, of course, a Gallup Police City. So I'm very proud to be able to offer those things. And the only way we're able to provide these things is because we have the support of the local taxpayer. So uh, the library belongs to this community. We appreciate the support. And it's not lost on myself or our board that it's the taxpayer that keeps our doors open. So that's why we want to continue providing services that appeal to a wide variety and uh, different subjects and different for different age groups. And it spans that. So uh, that's what we want to continue to do. So we're always looking for feedback on what our community members would like to see next. And you're super, super excited to tell us about the next exhibit coming. Yeah, we segue right into that, Bob. Yes. So I'm really, really excited to share on today's podcast that in the fall of 2024, so less than a year from now, we'll have this at the library. The name of the major traveling exhibit is Animal Inside Out. And this is a Body Worlds production. So when you think about the body's reveal, that was a human anatomy exhibit. This is the Animal Inside Out exhibit, which features animal anatomy. So Bob, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great thing. We hope we inspire maybe kids to maybe become a veterinarian or pursue something in animal sciences or or just to come in to understand like when they go to the zoo, what, what are they really seeing there? You know, a little bit more behind that and uh, just to kind of stimulate their interest and give them these opportunities to see something they might not be able to see otherwise. And this takes a lot of manpower to set this up and, yes. and, then, and then you have to have a lot of volunteers a lot of volunteers to um, put this together and to um, because you people come in all the time so you have people there that give tours yes. uh, daily correct yeah. yeah and Bob what we do um, we actually hire a temporary exhibition assistants to be in that role so that way there's someone to greet people when they come in direct them where to go to the exhibit area and so on and so forth so yeah it's a lot of uh, manpower as far as staff planning and getting ready um, uh, our maintenance staff is real involved in that too, as well as uh, as well as other staff members are. I don't want to leave anyone out because my staff's great for working on that. But yeah, we've already done some work for it, and that'll really um, kick in here January, February. Um, you'll be seeing more marketing for that. But really, it takes about nine months to a year minimally to probably get one of these exhibits to opening night. Now. Let's talk for a little bit about the change in libraries down through the years. I know when I was a kid growing up, we went to the library over where the administration building is for the Gallipolis City Schools. And basically, you went to the library, you had kids' time, and you got a book, and you took it, and you read it. But, Debbie, throughout the years, the the the, the library has changed so much. Yeah. And you've been able to do a fantastic job of keeping up offering other opportunities for the people of Gaye County, just like, for example, and I, I know I'm just naming one, but using your library card to go to the wellness center or the, or the fitness center or whatever. And 
that's been a challenge, I'm sure, keeping up with the changes in, in our community yes. through the library. Yes, Bob, that's a good point because libraries really have evolved. Again, starting back in the 90s in the library service, early 90s, you know, I remember that there wasn't as much programming. I mean, you had story time, which was wonderful, but, you know, you really didn't see a lot of these programs that really maybe appealed to all ages necessarily. You just didn't so much have that programming element as you do now. Um, even though great work was being done then, it was just a little different. So we're doing a lot of that same work now, and uh, in with that, a lot of this programming. And, of course, uh, the Internet, you know, the rise of the Internet, I think, changed, um, changed a lot of things in library service in that a lot of, um, people enjoy not only their physical book and we love offering that on our shelves and we still build that collection but also we offer people the opportunity to free free downloads on um, the library covers that cost or partners with other libraries for uh, us to be able to offer a downloadable book so that's a little different than what I had when I first started and and speaking of the internet uh, Bob one of our core programs is our uh, Wi-Fi to go program uh, right now we circulate 500 mobile hotspots that our patrons borrow for a period of time that gains them internet access in the home while traveling, um, you know, in the United States, um, working from home. So we know that people might be challenged as far as having enough internet, if any at all, or maybe they can't afford a richer plan. For many reasons, um, patrons need this internet access, including many of the services that we provide online. So uh, it's really important. So that's a very popular program at the library, our Wi-Fi to go program. So, yeah, it really has evolved. <laughs> I've seen that, yes. And all that, meanwhile, you've kept your mission mm -hmm. the same, and that is you you do provide yes. books for people yes. to read. So if you are a book lover like me and like Debbie, yes. you can still go to the library and you can sure. check out a book and read it, a hardback book yes. or paperback, but yes. you can you can do that. You can read newspapers. Yes. You can you can just do a tremendous amount of things. And, and Debbie, you have a, a room there, um, a, the, fire, uh, the room to the left as you go in. Uh, yeah, Riverside. Riverside. I want to say Fireside. Oh, I knew yeah, that one, right? Close. The Riverside yeah. room. And that offers uh, people uh, an opportunity to, um, to go and to have uh, programs there and and to do whatever they need to do um, yeah. there as well yeah I mean we've hosted everything in that room from our magic comedy shows summer reading programs to these major exhibits um, that uh, we have another meeting room it's smaller but that's the one that the community can rent out for like private events that's our Switzer meeting room so we still have those services um, we give out you know right now um, we're giving out COVID test kits when we have those available from the high Department of Health uh, this past year, Bob, we had a visit from the Vision Van, uh, whereby area students could obtain a free eye exam and if they needed glasses. That program was hosted in partnership with the Ohio Optometric Association. Um, so really, uh, we have a Needlework Circle on Wednesdays. We have all ages are covered. Uh, we have pickleball classes. We have all kinds of things. So really, there is something for everyone at the library. And you're involved in so many different things. I saw yesterday's newspaper you were in the parade you're yeah. down at Galapolis and lights with the reindeer and yeah. you're just all over the place yeah. now Debbie I want to give people an opportunity to get a hold of you or get a hold of the library if someone's listening and they they want to reach out they can the library is on Spruce Street 7 Spruce Street yeah. um, if you're looking for it on GPS but you can also call you can also get a hold correct ways to get a hold of you are Absolutely, yeah so uh, Bob I'm reachable by phone um, and that's 740-446-READ See what I did there, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, for six, seven, three, two, three. And I've got you in number one in my speed dial, too. So, you know, that works, too. Yeah. 
Okay, also, uh, so that's at my office, also by email, dsaunders at bossardlibrary.org. On our website, bossardlibrary.org, you'll also find this contact information. So I welcome feedback from the public. We are open because of the community support. That's what keeps our doors open. So I like to hear from our constituents to see what programs and services you'd be interested in hearing about and seeing. And uh, yeah, so we're here to serve. Debbie Saunders, the director of the Bossard Memorial Library, has been our guest on the second part of this podcast episode sponsored by the Gay County Chamber of Commerce. Debbie, thank you so much for uh, being our guest. You've done a fantastic job, and you're doing a fantastic job at, at the library. We love partnering with the, with the library for whatever reason. So uh, best wishes to you and, and your family, and have a nice holiday season, and continue the good work there at the library. Thank you, Bob. Debbie Saunders, our, our director of the Bossard Memorial Library, has been our guest. We want to wish everyone a very good afternoon, everyone, and stay safe and be happy. Talk of the Town is produced and edited by Mug with a Mic Podcast. If you are interested or have an idea for a future guest, or would like more information on the Chamber and their resources, you can find them on Facebook, or you can email Bob Hood, Executive Director, at bob, B-O-B, at galliacounty.org, or contact Haley Oborn at Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, at galliacounty.org. You can also call them at 740-446-0596.